Hi, I'm Alois Pungira and you're listening to the CFM Sport Podcast. Z. Nice, Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes and the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world, in front of any player in the world, and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's CFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on CFM Stereo. My station, your station. It's a very good evening, Zimbabwe. It is ZFM Sport on a Friday. Fire Friday! We call it here on ZFM Stereo, my station, your station. And every presenter that came before us was getting you ready for the weekend. And then we cap it off. We are the cherry on top, if you like the ZFM Sport team. And comprised of Mike Madura, Chris Meadzi, our producer, Sean Tafirinika. My name is Barry Manan. And later on, we'll be joined by Alois Bunjira, who, who is our resident uh, football pundit on the show today. South African, Luke. Luca Filippi, uh, Filippi had six birdies and an eagle for an impressive six score of seven under 65 as he took the lead at the Zim Open Golf Championship after the second round where Ryan Cairns is on two under at 70, uh, finished as the highest place Zimbabwean, tied for 10th. In Around the World in 60, we have updates from Oklahoma, Florida, as well as Christchurch where Sevo Reese and Tom Christie have scored two tries apiece as the Crusaders demolished the Fijian Drua. 61-3 at Orange Theory Stadium uh, this morning. Well, European football comes to a head this weekend and we have a big part to play as we preview the weekend on the beautiful game. Starting in England, where Frank Lampard, after last night's action, hailed his team's fighting spirit after Dominic Calvert-Lewin's diving header five minutes from time extended Everton's proud 71-year stay in the English top flight with a 3-2 victory over Crystal Palace on a night for the ages at Goodison Park. And then the build-up where Man City, the champions, will aim to wrap up another Premier League title when Aston Villa pay a visit to the Etihad Stadium for Sunday's final day showdown. And in Italy, Serie A, Milan could win their first Serie A title in 17-11 years this weekend when they play Sassuolo at the Mape Stadium in the season finale on Sunday. The Warriors, the Chevrons, the Cheetahs, the Mighty Warriors, and the Sables. From the pool to the track to the field, we are Team Zimbabwe. Right, uh, you can get us on social media 0731 That's 0731-168-045. That's WhatsApp Route 1 Direct into the studio. We'll be talking lots of football in the second half of the show. So you want to send in your predictions. Will it be City or Liverpool? It's a very simple question. Who is going to be crowned the champions or the kings of English football? Send us a message on that number. You can also interact with us on Twitter and Facebook where you can follow at ZF. Sport. And don't forget, we're available as a podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Simply search for ZFM Sport 
and subscribe. Before we get into our local feature, which comes from Royal Harare, where we're talking about the Zim Open, that is golf. Let's give you a local sports news roundup where we have cricket, netball and football news. The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. We'll start off with some quick news where a dominant all-round performance saw Namibia ease to victory by eight wickets over Zimbabwe to level the five-match T20 International Series at one all following play at Queen Sports Club yesterday. David Visa provided the out the standout bowling performance, taking three key Zimbabweans as the home side limped to 122. Mike, that's a poultry score. And this result just uh not good enough. We shouldn't be losing to Namibia. Uh, I think you're trying to be nice. Uh, You're being kind. Uh, We shouldn't be losing to Namibia, not at all, uh, as Zimbabwe. And, you know, we we talked about very excitedly uh, a few weeks ago where we announced the tour to Australia. We're going to be up against uh, some of the best players in the world if Australia chooses to go down that route. But even sort of like their second team players, they're going to give us a real run. And when we're losing to the likes of Namibia, even though it's T20 cricket, it just doesn't put us in the right frame of mind yeah. with greater challenges to come. In response, Namibia were never in any real danger of falling short with the dominant unbeaten half-century from Craig Williams shepherding the chase as the victors, the visitors cruised to victory with two overs to spare. The third T20 international of the series will be played tomorrow and the fourth will be played on Sunday at the same venue. We'll head over to some netball news. Correctional Queens coach Choice Nambuza is bullish that they will upset arch-rivals Black Rhinos Queens when they meet in a Zimbabwe Women's Football League match at Wagadugu Stadium in Chukurubi tomorrow. The clash is the most significant encounter in the match day seven fixtures set for this weekend. Dambuza's confident that home comforts will also work in their favour. What a strange name, Wagadugu. <laughs> <laughs> Especially considering the location. <laughs> we'll finish off with some football news uh, of a little bit of a sad nature. Warriors skipper and legend Knowledge Muswana announced retirement from international football last night, ending a stellar 12-year international career with the senior national team. Musona made his debut in 2010 when the Warriors played South Africa after rising through the ranks from the under-17. In his illustrious career, the smiling assassin scored 28 goals in 45 appearance, a feat that puts him as one of the best goal scorers in the history of the Warriors. Barry... This is, um, I think, a little bit of a surprise for some people. Uh, people are expecting a few more runouts from Knowledge Musona, and he's one of the players that the team largely depended on. He's going to be missed. Uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely going to be missed, especially uh, with the um, the con- his contribution to the team generally, uh, and then also the importance of the goals that he scored specifically. Uh, so those two elements we're going to definitely miss in the Warriors setup. Um, it's another strange one for me because I think uh, between the the, the the, the retirement of uh, Kama Villiet and now the retirement of the smiling and assassin knowledge of someone who is the national captain. Yeah. Um, you've got to think to yourself, there's this, maybe it's just fatigue of all of the everything else that comes with playing Maybe the, the uncertainty as well, guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're yeah. still waiting here and no one knows whether we're coming or going. Are yeah. we participating in the AFCON qualifiers, sure. aren't we? We're hearing all sorts of whispers, you know, an appeal has been made, this has been done, but there has been no communication yeah. to the broader family. So if we fans are in the dark, if members of the media are in the dark, Chris, what about the players as well? Yeah, I think it must be especially frustrating for them. Alois, retiring from the national team is not an easy decision. You've been a player as well. Make 
making that decision that you're going to step away, especially from the national setup, is a very big decision in terms of that part of your career. When you take a look at Knowledge Musona's departure, he mentioned in his statement the fact that you would like administrators of the sport themselves to also step up in terms of how they're doing. Do you think that paid, played a major role in what we're seeing here in terms of the departure, especially when you take a look at how close together these retirements are? Definitely, this this boy is tired. You know, uh, not not tired of playing football, but tired of uh, the shenanigans and whatever is happening everything in Zimbabwean football. Everything that has been happening. You remember in uh, in Egypt, the, these boys were sleeping at one a.m. trying to negotiate. Yes, him specifically because he was the captain. You know, the captain you have to stand for the players. He definitely knows. You know, he's the only one who actually wrote a report about what happened in Egypt. You know, and uh, it was a sad report. You know, and he he, he and the flat that he, he gets from the fans you know the unappreciative fans what after after all he has done for the Warriors he's scoring goals you know his ratio is even I think he's got the best uh, goal scoring ratio in Zimbabwean football you know when you look at games per goal you know and uh, when now you see him retiring it's not about him him tired of football but it's about him just tired of everything that is happening and the, the sad part is we don't have replacements for this retirement hi my name is ryan kens sunshine tour professional golfer and you're listening to zfm sport Let's head over to Royal Harare and indeed Chapman Golf Club because uh, they wrapped up uh, that uh, two-course format today uh, and also the cut was made today. We'll update you of everything around the Zimbabwe Open, which is back and we're glad that it is. But South African Luca Filippi had six birdies and an eagle for an impressive score of seven under 65 as he took the lead at the Zim Open after the second round where Ryan Cairns on two under 70 finished as the highest placed Zimbabwean tied on 10th. Uh, Filippi's uh, overall total of 11 under season five strokes clear of the field heading into the third round tomorrow uh, before the final round on Sunday. And uh Mike, we always talk about uh, the fact that uh, it's uh, a way of us donating funds to South Africa and assisting the South African economy. Uh, we're keeping, we're staying true to form so far. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you just need to take a look at the leaderboard, Barry. Uh, Luca Filippi, uh, South African. Uh, Louis Diaga, uh, South African. He's in second place. Uh, Madali Somtia from Zambia. Uh-huh. He's in third, impressively. Uh, Luis Albert, uh, he's in uh, tied for third as well with Madali. So, Yako uh, Athias, he's and uh, tied for third, Albert Venter, South African, uh, Den Erickson, an American, Vinod uh, uh, Dingle, he's uh, from South Africa, Nikki Rama, uh, South African, Henio Kennedy, South point. African, <laughs> and then uh, tied for 10th, you get to uh, Ryan Kearns, uh, and uh, he's there uh, flying the flag for Zimbabwe, uh, and the next Zimbabwean flag you're going to get on the leaderboard is Nyasha Muyambo, who's tied for 19th, and you've got Brian Gondo, tied for 31st together with Simon uh, Katambinuka. Uh, so the Zimbabweans not doing too well uh, at the Open and if you take a look at that leaderboard, we're out of the hunt. Uh, it's going to take 
a magical goal from Ryan Kearns uh, to actually make up the distance or an absolutely monumental collapse from Luca Filippi uh, you know in this tournament and it doesn't look like it's going to happen because he's actually got better uh, from day one I mean yeah. the first two days I mean it started off steadily uh, you could say that but today he absolutely blitzed the course absolutely blitzed the course and Mike talks about magical golf needed but from the Zimbabweans well <laughs> Luca Filippi uh, Chris has been playing some magical golf six birdies and an eagle today seven under I mean uh, brings him up to uh, add to his six under on the first day brings him up to 11 under the man is playing some blistering golf yeah and I think you can you can see a bit of a not a bit you can see a distinct golf in class when you take a look at us and then you take a look at Luca Filippi and what he's been able to do um, you take a look at uh, Louis Diaga as well sitting there in second and he's the closest at six under so when you just take a look at those numbers where we're not doing too great but Luca Filippi definitely setting himself apart um, today um, you went down to uh, Royal Harare today uh, Mike and uh, the course looking pretty good it's, uh, it's playing soft under under uh, the club and you got to say that might play into the hands of the South African charge because they're used to playing those championship courses. Courses looking brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. The courses looking brilliant and uh, I, I don't think they're going to be overawed uh, by Royal because this is a course that they're very familiar with now. Uh, they've been coming here and playing here and winning here. Uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of us thought that uh, the sort of like a curveball uh, that we threw uh, of roping Chapman into the mix, uh, a course that they're not familiar with, mm-hmm. might have posed uh, a challenge uh, for the visitors but uh, it didn't prove to be like that Uh, they played very well at Chapman as they did at Royal Harare so I I fully expect uh, Luca Filippi I think uh, to continue his charge uh, and and win this he's already got a healthy lead barrier five shot advantage meaning that he doesn't really have to play risky golf over the weekend all he has to do is manage the course uh, on Saturday manage the course on Sunday if he can do uh, two rounds I think two under par I think that should be able to to, to, to do the business uh, because it will mean that Louis Diaga will have to make up uh, at least six shots on him and uh, play some really incredible golf and I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. So he's in the pound seat, Snyder. He's in the box seat. And if, if, if at any point we had any hopes, uh, Chris, going into this, this this tournament, Ryan Ken certainly would be one of the names that we would have pulled out uh, but there were two other names that we were hoping would be would lead the Zimbabwe in charge. Ben Follett-Smith, he's sitting uh, tied for 41st on uh, three over uh, and then of course Robson Chinoy who's having a good time in the Sunshine Tour he's sitting four over tied for 51 so those the, uh, 50, 50th uh, tied for 50th uh, you, those two are, are completely out of the reckoning and Ryan Cairns a top 10 finish must be if we are to adjust our expectations that's got to be what we're looking for yeah and that, that's a major adjustment I think when we're taking a look um, at the preview of this tournament that we did we had a few names to choose from we had players who we expected to do well especially because they are performing um, at home we expected that they would be able to use that to their advantage and to do well but unfortunately that's not the case here and we do have to adjust our expectations quite a bit if we can finish with someone in a top 10 probably Ryan Ken's the only possibility at the moment then I think that's kind of where we need to set our expectations now but even that looks a little bit shaky when you just take, take a look at um, the number of people tied and also just the number of South Africans who are playing well in this tournament. Mike uh, a case for an appearance fee for the likes of uh, Scott Vincent um, just for us to see a Zimbabwean flag out on top yeah I think we, we've, we've got to consider that uh, yeah. we've got to consider the fact that uh, even it, it's not 
it's something that's unprecedented. Yeah. Uh, the likes of Tiger Woods do get appearance yeah. fees uh, for the tournaments that uh, uh, they play in. Uh, and uh, that, of course, uh, means that uh, it always sort of like uh, brings more luster. It brings uh, more prestige to the tournament. Uh, and we've got a couple of uh, decent uh, golfers who are playing out there. Yeah. Zimbabwe's who have the capacity to come and win the Zimmer Open. And I think consideration should be made by the organizers and the sponsors mm. to bring back that bit of uh, Zim pride. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's 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 almost like now when people go to uh, Royal Harari on the championship weekend, it's really not an occasion to go and cheer on uh, the local golfers, but it's a social occasion. Mm. Uh, so you've been invited to one of the corporate tents. Yeah. Uh, you can have yourself uh, some free lunch and some free food and, you know, <laughs> network and socialize and yeah. just uh, watch the golf. But there is no definitive local interest. There is no Zimbabwe challenge on a Saturday, on a Sunday that could actually increase the crowds, the size of the crowds and the galleries yeah. sure. uh, if it was there. The problem is, as long as it's not there, yeah. we're not going to get the, the, that surge in crowds. Now, imagine if we went into a Sunday, for example, and we were being told that Scott Vincent has got a three-shot lead. Frame, yeah. uh, he's in the frame or he's two shots behind. Yeah. You know, we would be interested to see, listen, can a Zimbo go on and win it? But and his gallery will be yeah, huge. And the gallery, but the problem is, we got guys like uh, Luca Filippi. We don't even know who he is on the course uh, until someone points it out, uh, out to us. Uh, and so it's, it's more a social occasion, to be yeah. honest. And of course, uh, corporates meeting their corporate obligations over the weekend. Yeah, no, and, and, and the thing is that without the Zimbabwean charge, uh, Chris, Growing the game and, and getting it to people who aren't playing presently is, is, is going to be a tough one because now we're hoping that Tiger Woods does something on tour and brings a new wave of people into yeah, golf. And, yeah. But if, if you have a Zimbabwean uh, 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 campaigner who is going to uh, make mm. a charge for the Zim Open, maybe not even win it, come second uh, and be there in the, on that final day like Mike was pointing out, it just grows the interest. It, it, it uh, uh, establishes that national pride and it, it is great for golf. Yeah, that that's the the only way. I think people want to short circuit some of their interest. Um, people want to kind of bring people to the game somehow. But you have to create the organic interest. You have to, and you create interest by people winning. When people start to to see the headlines, when there's stuff worth talking about, that is how you create the interest. And to be honest, a Scott Vincent is going to inspire someone much younger than him. And in order for us to grow the game we need those distinct personalities the stars need to be very clear for people to see that this is something that a Zimbabwean can actually do it can be done you can be a Zimbabwean and play incredible golf and do well but unfortunately at the moment we don't have the star quality we don't have to be honest, enough uh, tournaments this side. Well, the cut line was at a generous uh, five over and only 13 Zimbabweans uh, made the cut at the end of the second round. And we hope that those 13 Zimbabweans uh, can have respectable finishes uh, in going into the weekend. Tomorrow is moving day at the Zim Open and uh, hopefully Ryan Cairns will be able to move yeah. upwards. Hopefully not he can finish in the top 10. Indeed, yeah. yeah. Top 10 finish. I think that's an achievement for us now, yeah. To have a Zimbo 100%. in the top 10. Yeah. will be a tremendous uh, achievement. Also for uh, Matlaliso from uh, Zambia. Uh, hey, you know, they are brothers. Yeah, you know, dark one, horse. One, one, uh, Zambia, the pan. One, <laughs> <laughs> one Zambia, one nation. <laughs> so we hope uh, that Madalito, uh, Mutia uh, will be able to make a charge up mm. the leaderboard. He's got some work to do uh, because he, he presently uh, sits a full six shots behind 
the leader who's on 11 under Luca Filippi playing the golf of his life you're, if you're keen on golf he's the man to follow come tomorrow uh, morning and uh, certainly Google him first <laughs> <laughs> No, you can ask the stewards you can ask the marshals they'll, t- they'll point him out to you I'm sure he's hitting the ball fairly true he had already finished by the time uh, we got there but certainly play some goal, great golf around the world in 60 is next we're in Oklahoma in Florida and then we'll take you down to Christchurch Hi my name's Ryan Kins, Sunshine Tour professional golfer and you're listening to ZFM Sport Around the world in 60 seconds international sports news we're here from Oklahoma where Rory McIlroy fired his best opening round at a major in 11 years to seize the lead at the PGA Championship while Tiger Woods struggled in his second comeback event after severe leg injury. Seventh ranked McIlroy chasing his first major title since 2014 PGA fired a five under par 65 to grab a one stroke lead over American Will Zalatoris. Action at the PGA Championship continues throughout the weekend. We'll head over to Florida where Marcus Smart returned from injury to spur his Boston Celtics side to victory over the Miami Heat, leveling the Eastern Conference Finals at one all. A superb all-round effort from Smart saw him contribute 24 points, 12 assists and 9 rebounds in the Celtics' 127-102 win in Florida. In the Western Conference, the Dallas Mavericks and the Golden State Warriors will continue to square off in Game 2 early tomorrow morning with the Warriors leading the best of seven series 1-0. And we'll touch down in Christchurch where Severis and Tom Christie scored a two tries apiece as the Crusaders demolished the Fijian drew a 61 to 3 at Orange Theory Stadium this morning. Later on, the Reds climbed to fifth in the standings after beating Moana Pacifica 34 to 22 in Brisbane. In the rest of the weekend, Super Rugby Pacific fixtures, we've got the Chiefs versus the Force. The Hurricanes will be up against the Rebels. The Brumbies take on the Blues and the Highlanders versus the Waratahs. Instagram, follow us on Instagram. Keep us in your timeline. You don't want to miss it. Take a picture of me. See it, share it. The big leagues, the big teams, the big players. The beautiful game on ZFM Sport. All the rivalry. Goal for Liverpool early on Derby Day. All the stars. Cut back of De Bruyne. He made that look easy, and I promise you it wasn't. And all the game-changing moments. Aubameyang, can he find a way through? You bet he can. That is top, top class. All the updates from the Premier League on ZFM Sport. And we kick off with a message from Babsi in BF. Uh, that's a Barber Fields. Kobolawai says, hi, guys. Or could it be Battlefields? Who knows? <laughs> uh, yes. That's just outside of Kanoma. He says, hi, guys. Thanks for the show. Seems like a, a pitch invasion is the norm these days. Looking at what happened oh. at Goodison Park last night. And Patrick Vieira's disciplining of that Everton fan reminds me of the linesman at BF who did a Bruce Lee on the Dimbare <laughs> yes. fan. What is he talking about? He's talking about the pitch invasion last 
last night on Merseyside after Frank Lampard's Blues survived relegation and Fat Frank, as he used to be called, has hailed his team's fighting spirit after Dominic Calvert-Lewin's diving header five minutes from time extended Everton's proud 71-year stay in the top flight with a 3-2 victory over Crystal Palace on a night for the ages, uh, for the ages needing a victory to make themselves safe and avoid an awkward last-day trip to top four chasing Arsenal. The situation looked bleak when they went 2-0 down inside 36 minutes. Let's hear from Frank Lampard. And I know it's uh, it's Premier League safety. It's not Champions League. It's not Premier League. But what it means to this club and the circumstances which we did it in, which was at half-time, we're, we're not dead and buried, but if anyone on the outside would, would say that. And then the character of this club... Um, Fans, players, drag, just dragged us through. The spirit, the spirit of the club was was immense, immense. So I'm overwhelmed, and I've got so much thanks for people because there's a lot of people who worked so hard for that to get over the line today. Namely, the players, the board, the fans, my staff. Um, huge night for Everton, and now we want to take that forward. Overwhelmed, thankful, it's a big night for Everton. The words of Frank Lampard. And uh, he was uh, quite clearly, I think, at times, Chris, out of his depth at Chelsea. Uh, But here at Everton, we've got to give Frank Lampard credit because Everton looked like they were on a slippery slope and they didn't know how to stop the slide. But here they are surviving relegation with one match to spare. I I know it sounds strange that would uh, celebrate Everton surviving relegation but the fact is Frank did a good job yeah and um, it's not something I think we could have predicted just taking a look at his departure from Chelsea no one expected him to do excellent um, at Everton some people are actually thinking you know what with Frank their likelihood is they Mm. are going to get relegated at one point but what he's managed to do is to make I think enough tactical changes a bit of tactical versatility and he's managed to get the team where it is now we do have to give him his credit because I think to a certain extent those good margins that a manager is able to bring I think are very evident when you take a look at where Everton is now compared to when he joined. Well Frank Lampard's tactical changes uh, definitely forced the issue uh, as he went from 2-0 down to 3-2 up with just a few minutes uh, left of the game and he managed to hold on and of course uh, the goal was coming from Michael Keane Richarlison before Dominic Calvert-Lewin struck the winner and that's the thing isn't it uh, Alois when you take a look at some of the names we are talking about these are really good players that are there at Everton they're not the best they won't compete with your cities uh, your Liverpools your Uniteds or your Chelsea's or even an Arsenal but they should be nowhere near the bottom of the table because these are decent players and uh, Frank Lampard has done well to rescue a situation or a hole that was dug before he even got there yeah, uh, I'm happy for, uh, for for Frank Lampard, to be honest. You know, I was rooting for him uh, throughout, you know, and uh, like you say, that they've got good players. Those players are really good, and they, they I, I thought it's, it, at times they were unlucky not to get uh, to get the point that they wanted because I thought they, they played well, you know, and uh, I also think that the credit should, uh, should go to, uh, to Richarlison. I think Richardson played uh, played a very big role. He was the key player. Yeah, he was a very big. A very Always big, criticized. Very big, uh, the media likes role. to jump on his back. You know, you he's, know been, British, he's been called British a cheat. Media. He's been called a diver. But if you take a look at last night's game, uh, Alois, I do agree with you. He was the catalyst. He yeah. is the one that brought Everton back into the game. Yeah, he was definitely. And uh, the way he plays, he plays with the heart. 
you can actually feel it the way he plays he plays with passion not just in this game in the other game as well he scored a double i think when yeah. they, they they drew they drew and he was just there for the team and uh i i think i think he deserves uh, a, a lot a lot of praise uh for for the way he has played but uh, all in all i think that uh frank Lampard did a great job to be honest because the the situation was dire you know they were sliding and he came in and uh like you say the, these players mm. are good and they i think they also showed character especially in this particular game mm. you know two zero down at half time a, a lot of a, a lot of good crystal palace uh, this is gone yes. yeah against the but good crystal palace yeah so uh remarkable I, I think it was remarkable and uh all credit to to the team, the fans as well. Uh, never mind the the, the pitch invasion. This uh-huh. happens all over the world after the game. The invasion that we don't like is after they scored the the winner. Do we know you yeah. don't celebrate a goal by getting onto the field? That I think but, the but, FA but, should actually bring them to book and charge them. But, they but, be charged. but again, uh, Alois, and I want you, Barry to uh, address this one. Again, we saw unsavory seeds. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was the incident that happened just a couple of days ago between uh, Nottingham Forest uh, as uh, and, and and Sheffield United, where a player was headbutted yeah. uh, at the yeah. end of the game uh, during the pitch invasion. Uh, that uh, fan has subsequently now uh, been charged and has been sentence uh to to 24 months i think is it 24 weeks yeah. uh 24 weeks, 24 weeks uh, yeah. in jail uh and uh, again we're seeing a similar incident and it's not just the everton fans celebrating it's what we saw with patrick vieira yeah. where they were now taunting him and they got physical with him yeah. uh, really and, and 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 that's why the pitch invasions will always be frowned upon yeah, yeah. Uh, and also look at uh, for the safety of players safety of managers uh, it's 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 not good for uh those professionals who are on uh, between those four lines so uh, that's where it, it it doesn't sit well um, if, if you're if you want to give any sort of credit credit to the Everton fans who then sort of protected Patrick Vieira, but it shouldn't should have never got it should have got that way yeah. never I, should, I, 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 supposed I, to get to that I want to stay with you Barry uh, and talk about uh, the relegation dogfighter because uh, heading into last night's games there were three teams Everton Burnley and Leeds yeah. Everton have survived now there are two teams sure. 11 on points but the problem is Leeds United have shipped in a container full of goals and so uh, so goal difference is not working in their favour. It's Burnley and Leeds and of course uh, Burnley, that point they won uh, versus uh, Aston Villa in a dramatic night last night is the one that's given them the edge heading into the final weekend knowing that if they win, they will survive unless uh, Leeds United uh, score something like 36 goals, uh, which is not going to happen. How do you see this Listen, if the Burnley keeper, um, if they survive, the Burnley keeper will never buy drinks uh, anywhere (laughs) around. Burnley fans, he kept them in the game because it wasn't like Aston Villa didn't create chances. They actually had guilt-aged opportunities, uh, but he was the difference and kept this uh, to uh, the point that they, the valuable point that they got because had they not won that point, there'd be one point behind Leeds going into the final day, which was uh, uh, not going to be ideal for them. But like you say, the goal difference is an extra point already. uh, So, Burnley sitting in the pound seats. So for me, I think that it's, it's uh, slightly weighted in favour of uh, uh, Burnley, albeit that they've got a tough uh, game against... So Burnley uh, is is hosting Newcastle. Newcastle, <laughs> Newcastle side that we know has improved and yeah. has been playing very well. Good football. Uh, and then if you take a look at Leeds, they are away at Brentford. Mm. I think both games... 
are winnable. Who's yeah. got the tougher fixture? I think that Leeds has got the tougher fixture because uh, Brentford uh, plays. And so what, teams that play, yes, they, 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 they open up spaces and they give you chances, but also they lull you into this belief that, hey, we could actually win this game and you open up as well. So I think that Leeds has got the, the, the tougher encounter because they don't know whether to stick or to twist. At, at Turf Moor, Burnley will know that Newcastle are better than us. They've been playing better football than us. Let's keep it tight. They're going to be compact. They're going to not want to give anything away. So they're going to play their game. So for me, the approach uh, for Leeds is tougher against Brentford than it is for Burnley against Newcastle. Well, let's move away from the relegation dogfight and go to the chase for the top four where Mikel Ateta was full of praise for everyone involved with Arsenal Football Club as he refused to be disheartened by the team's failings in the final games of the season. The Gunners had Champions League qualification in their hands with three games remaining but convincing defeats to Tottenham and Newcastle have left them hoping for a miracle on the final day of the season. Yes, we call it a miracle Chris. <laughs> Arsenal, they are hosting Everton who have survived and then Spurs are away at Norwich City but there are rumours and there is talk that there's been a bit of a bug stomach po- uh, poisoning mm. uh, at Tottenham Hotspur which could, which could render three or four of their starters unavailable this weekend. Where does this one go? Uh, I mean, Arsenal uh, looked odds-on favourite just a, a couple yeah, of weekends yeah. ago, but uh, Spurs have got the momentum. Spurs have got the momentum. Arsenal's performance... I think Arsenal were on a very good run, and unfortunately, that run came to an end or kind of collapsed at the most critical moment for them, and that's what I think is especially disappointing. Uh, Tottenham, that stomach bug that you're talking about, it might make the difference depending on the players that are affected by it. I think mm. it might make a distinct difference. Take, for example, a Spurs without a Harry Kane and a Son. A Son. That's a totally different well, proposition. Well, they might need to get one of those mobile toilets by the touchline. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. they, they, they would desperately need those two players. So depending on who uh, the affected players are, that's something to come into the, into the fray. But I think Tottenham, just from a perspective of momentum and just the quality that Arsenal's been showing I think in their last two games I think it's slightly tilts in Tottenham's favour yeah. Well the Gunners currently sit two points behind Tottenham Hotspur and realistically need their North London rivals to suffer a shock defeat to 20th placed Norwich City at Carroll Road to stand any chance of making the top four and nothing less than a win will do for them on the Emirates turf that is the battle for fourth but all eyes will be on the title decider where Man City will aim to wrap up the Premier League title when Villa pay a visit to the Etihad for Sunday's final day showdown. The Citizens currently hold a one-point lead over Liverpool at the top of the table but the Reds can lift the Premier League title for the second time in three years if they beat Wolves and City fail to win. Arsenal legend and football pundit Ian Wright says it is incredible that Liverpool will be fighting for the title on the final day of the season. You know, people are talking about the quadruple. That just adds pressure into your team, into your squad. Um, you know, we saw it with the FA Cup final how much how much that took out of them, but they got that they got that done in that game against Southampton. It is it is a fantastic effort. They can't do any more Liverpool, and they're still fighting on all fronts. It's an unbelievable testament to their squad. Yeah. Unbelievable testament to their squad and the, the attitude of the squad, the mentality of the squad. Everybody is just fighting the same direction. And this is why what you want is a team to, to make Man City, even though you have to find, of course you fancy Man City to win, but to, you make them have to win, you know? It's like, ask the question. Don't just, don't let them just, 
come to don't go to Southampton and because you've gone into such a tough game with Chelsea in the cup final you know people say yeah but people have people will excuse you from that because it was really tough no ask the question of City and that is what they've done and it's been a magnificent effort See. Ian Wright uh, saying it's been a magnificent effort to Aloisa by uh, Liverpool to push City all the way uh, to take it to the final day of the season and he talks about the mental strength of the Liverpool side and it'll really come down to mentality on the final day isn't it because there is pressure on that day we have seen strange things done on the final day uh, and so uh, Pep Guardiola I'm sure will be drilling it into his side that you know guys you've got to keep it together in between the ears yeah, psychologically, it's going to be very uh, demanding for players from both clubs, uh, Liverpool and Manchester City, that is, uh, because this is going to be a pressure game, because these, uh, they are playing games that both can lose, uh, both can win. You know, you we don't know. You know, a lot of things have happened on the final day, you, and it's very unpredictable. When you look at both teams right now, they, they look like they're going to both win. Uh, in this in, 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 in this match so it's going to take a catastrophe for any one of them to lose this uh, this match does it help oh, Alois Alois does it help that both are playing in front of their home fans yeah, Will it, th- or does it help the team or does it hinder the team I actually think it helps both teams uh, mm. both teams are in a better space that they are they are both playing in uh, at home mm. and I think uh, for me that gives the advantage to uh, to Manchester City because they they, they, they if it's in their hands. They're playing in front of their and, fans. And they'll have that and push. They, and they have that, but should that things push, go yes. wrong, Alois, for both teams, doesn't the, the, the home crowd add to the pressure? Because all of a sudden now, they start murmuring whenever there's a stray pass. Uh, you know, that's, and, and they, they, wanna, they want you to attack because they want it so much. That's the biggest problem. The biggest problem now is if you trail. If maybe like Liverpool, like Everton, you go uh, to halftime losing 2-0 or you're losing 1-0 and you're trying to come back from the game. And especially for Man City, it's actually very going to be very dangerous because they don't have a very good history of coming back from behind. You know, and uh, the, obviously these fans are going to be agitated. They're going to be very impatient. Anxiety is going to so, take over. So it's, uh, to it's take important over. that it's very important that they stay lead. on top. Yes, yeah. it's uh, very important that they yeah. lead and stay there. They struggle to come from behind yes. and so it's 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 important that they stay on top now uh, let's let's <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. Who's thinking? Good day. Got to talk about it. This is not what it is. I don't know why she's thinking. All right, let's go to our messages here, guys. Uh, I know. Don't go to the other one. No, it's not Wake Wednesday. A Valentine from Bulawayo says Manchester City champions elect best team in England. We dominate, and uh, he's tipping Man City he's to Man get City the fan. job. Done. I wonder how old he is. Wow. <laughs> uh, okay. Away, he switched allegiance. Yeah, I want to know how old he is and when. All right. Change. LP in Mayborain says, I'm a Liverpool fan, but I think Man City will take it because all their focus is on this one. It's a case of they snooze, they lose. So I don't see them losing it. In my heart of hearts, I hope Villa do the unthinkable. Interestingly, a lot of people expected Villa to do something, but are not giving Wolves a chance. Liverpool might be beaten. LP in May Bahrain. Well, you take a look at the form, Chris, of the two yeah. sides. I, I think Wolves um, have really fallen away yeah. very badly 
uh, yeah. in the second half of the season. Whereas, whilst Aston Villa, yes, can lose, but their games when Aston Villa puts on a show yeah. and when they yeah. play well, they play very well. Yeah, just in terms of form and just the taking a look at the last games, I think Wolves has lost three of the last five games and then the other two were draws. So just in terms of that trajectory, Wolves is struggling a little bit. Um, Aston Villa is able to put on a show, yes, and I think there's a bit of bite with Aston Villa as well that Wolves at the moment does not have. Marvellous Nakamba. SJ says City <laughs> will win the game and with it the title because the West Ham blip uh, and the Champions League exit will spur them to come out guns blazing against Villa. He calls it a blip, Barry, but uh, is it pressure? Because um, they, they fall behind 2-0 at halftime. They claw their way back. They get a penalty yeah. which could all uh, all but secure the title. Yeah. Uh, if Mahrez we'll scores, the, title, yeah. mm. the, the penalty is saved. Yeah. Isn't that pressure? That is pressure. Uh, because what, what happens is that when you are leading, when you are being chased so closely behind you, uh, you make decisions that you wouldn't ordinarily make, just like Riyad Mahrez made with that penalty and then overthought it. So, as a whole, as an institution, right now, Manchester City is overthinking it, including Pep Guardiola. Uh, they're trying to make sure, and that's the one thing that they shouldn't do. They should go out and play the way they, they play. play. And enjoy the and, game. And enjoy the, the game. game. So yes. what does Liverpool have to do, Barry? Uh, Liverpool just needs to go out there and do exactly the just same. Just win their game. Go out win there, game. enjoy win their game, play And then the see Liverpool where they are way. after 90 minutes. Yes. Only check on what's happened <laughs> at the Etihad after the 90 minutes. Mike, that's, well, that's the Mike, God, wait, before I come to you, Godwell Liverpool, Arpa uh, East Wesley, he says City are going down a 2 one so there's some Liverpool oh. fans that actually are not optimistic. Uh, yes, Alex? Yeah, you know, what's going to be very interesting in this uh, Super Sunday thing is if Liverpool manages to find an early goal and they are leading and we will be like at this moment and then the Liverpool news gets it. through yes yeah. <laughs> when we'll be like at this moment in time That's Liverpool are on top of happen. the log <laughs> that is going to be very interesting <laughs> that is going to be my, one super Sunday my na in Goadzana says hi guys thank you for a great show thank you so much for tuning in my na I'm a United fan who is backing Liverpool I just oh. want Klopp wow. to win it Wow, so big wow. fan. that shows just how badly United has fallen away. But <laughs> oh, she just, she just loves a good beer. There's there's, there's a magic like about Liverpool way. once again this season, and I hate to say it, but it almost looks like everything is conspiring to bring this treble quadruple. Qua- together. Yeah, and it's incredibly know, frustrating I don't want for anybody else watching. But there's just a bit of luck about Liverpool right now. And I'm a Gunners fan as a Liverpool. Irukutora Chuno Babalulu Pabudiriro one. So that's an Arsenal fan. Uh, then uh, this is excuse me uh, Frank Lampard did excellently by avoiding relegation since when have Everton battled relegation over the years look at the players at Lampard's disposal this is Gary in Sunning the well, nah he doesn't he's, he's, he doesn't he's, know he's lost, he's he's lost, lost the perspective because his message would make sense Barry mm. if Frank Lampard had been there from the beginning of the exactly. season he's, he's forgetting he that exactly. Frank Lampard he, he came was to rescue this when the team was already fighting relegation to rescue a team mm. that was always on the downward spiral. Uh, correct. And also that that, that also then uh, negates the bad management that's taken place that's yeah. preceded all of this for the past maybe four or five years where Everton has been one of the top spenders in England and spent has spent more than in, Liverpool. Spent more than Liverpool and has brought in just every the ways and strays of Europe and Africa have converged <laughs> on Everton and they've been a hodgepodge of players that simply can't work together. And Man City 4 uh, uh, Villa 
two, Liverpool five, Wolves one, GGMU. That is a Man United fan. Well, if it ends that way, City will be crowned champions. Uh, hi, guys. Anzin Dibaba Lino, Paglenora, I'm a United fan. Liverpool, Guy and Nechuno. But Fanever City, Vahunyanya, Kutitra noise. And Manchester is blue. Saka Zotibata is also my Manchester United fan. Uh, let me find out. Nah. Chris, nah. Who do you prefer to win the title? City or Liverpool? City. City. Yeah, because you guys will be insufferable. We'll be insufferable. Yeah. Well, City already are insufferable. <laughs> already are. Exactly. So imagine when you win the quadruple. You know, you but know, doesn't that mean, though, that you guys, you, 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 you carry on playing second fiddle to City? No, Mike. I think because uh, when will you recover? I think I think I think I think it's not about about playing second fiddle in Manchester rather, but I think it gets back to historically. I think the rivalry between Manchester United and Liverpool is deeper than the Manchester United, yeah, Manchester City. The, the people that really know this thing, they cannot want Liverpool to win this mm. thing. That yeah. are actually deep Manchester United fans. Have they I can't. They would rather, rather have Man City <laughs> winning it. As the, as the Nakama yeah. to score in City <laughs> will fall. Ivan Masawi out in Chi-Town. Liverpool, Yainda Nechunu, City, Icharemiro, Nema Sports, even UEFA, and Liverpool, Chris Wemabinya from Glasgow. Len Lord, oh. uh, Chris, you are making Barry so very happy in the studio. Anzi, <laughs> 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 uh, United fan here, Liverpool guy, Satore League Erie. So he is a United fan. He does say United fan. Final message here as we wrap up the fan zone. As good evening, my favorite sports team. I look forward to an exciting weekend of football coming to an end. Finally, I'm happy with my comp- uh, with the competition in Italy, the battle of AC Milan and Inter. I hope we're winning the same it in Germany and France in coming seasons. In the EPL, I see Gerard drawing against Man City, doing it for Liverpool. Quadruple is for Liverpool, guys. So let's let's do our predictions for England before we get to Italy. My prediction has always been this, and those that have heard me here amongst us know, I say that City will draw two matches. They've drawn one. <laughs> They've only got one <laughs> I don't believe Villa will beat City. Yeah, I no. believe they'll draw. Yes, uh, I would agree with you, Papa. Uh, and and that Liverpool is going to do the business against Wolves. That uh, Liverpool is going to lift the title. And I, w- I don't know if I'm going to get a chance to say this. Mm. So I'm going to say it very quickly. I would like to compliment Liverpool Football Club for them to be in this position, having been 14 points mm. off the Come base. on, Barry. I think that whether whether Liverpool wins it or not on, Come on. Sunday, I think the the, the chase Come on. has prediction phenomenal. Yes. <laughs> and these are mentality monsters yes. of yeah. cosmological proportions Man, and yes. deserve an applause. Oh, they yes. have done I, 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 wish, I, I wish there were cameras, guys. Uh, Barry has actually got tears in his eyes. Okay, I really, whoa, whoa, whoa. The man loves Liverpool to bits and pieces. I'm not going to ask Chris and Alois who they think, who they think is going to win. No, the prediction. Uh, you, Ours is the most important. Uh, yeah. You no, because we're neutral. You, you, you're, 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 no, you're not you really neutrals. Are. We are neutral. You've just you're told us you're not a neutral. You've just told us. There's only one neutral in the studio, and that's Sean. As Man City 6, Aston Villa 1, doing my prediction. I I, I can actually go with that one. Oh, just snap. But it's going to be a big one. Yeah, I think Man City are going to no. massacre Aston Villa. My wow. worry I would, I would put Pep, my money on that one. Pep Guardiola overthinks games like this mm. consistently. Whether it's Champions League, whether it's at home, he overthinks these games. But I think he has and been consistent in one thing that he now knows that he needs to play with a striker. And yes, he will play. 
you know, he, he, he now he now he has done that now. I can actually feel now okay. he learned his lesson. Let's let's go to a Chelsea fan here as we wrap it up. Says a diehard fan uh, from Chelsea. City will win uh, all the way, just like how they won with Aguero. And his prediction is a five one. And then that's we have my, a, a prediction out of Italy. This is Marconi in Glenora. Says it's the Rossoneri all the way. That's because Italy is coming to a head and the two fixtures to keep an eye on are Inter taking on Sampdoria at the Giuseppe Meazza Stadium, popularly known as San Siro, and then Sausuolo versus Milan at Mape. Milan knowing Barry, if they win, the champions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that the uh, they, now, they now have the mentality, they now have the uh, wherewithal, they now have the fight to actually become champions. Uh, remember, this is a very young can, squad. Can they navigate uh, the, the choppy waters of a final? They've never been here in a they, decade. Yeah, they yes. haven't been here in a long time. Uh, but the here's, here's the thing. They have good footballers mm. right now. They have goals in them. And they have the experience, whether he plays or not, Ibrahimovic is very important to their team. You can see yeah. uh, how he cajoles and encourages those young players to do the business and also to maintain their mentality. So I believe that uh, Milan will close us out. Chris, Thank one, you, if there's one thing that Inter has shown us is that they know how to win pressure mm, ma- matches. Yeah, yeah, uh, so yeah. uh, it, it's going to be all sorts of pressure and I think Inter will go for it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely going to go for it they, uh, um, figuratively because we know they don't necessarily go for it because <laughs> it's Inter. <laughs> but I think um, they, they're going to give a very good run out and these are the games I think that they thrive on that they would want to win but I think unfortunately Milan is just at the cusp of something and they, they, they're going to grab it. So you all, all you guys are going with Milan? Yeah, for me, I'm, I'm actually I'm pleasantly surprised that Milan are actually in this place mm. and this year, and I'm I'm happy. Okay. Yeah, but the the, the 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 squad when it was assembled, it was yeah, not. It, it didn't look as, but, as yeah, predicting that like they would be champions. Yeah. yeah, I didn't expect mm. that. I'm pleasantly happy, oh. and I still think that they they're gonna they're gonna do it. Well, they we are like back, guys. Uh, we we we, we, we are back uh, on Monday, uh, where it will either be uh, so Chris yeah, and Alois yeah. gloating about. <laughs> winning, Barry Menandi licking his wounds about Liverpool uh, losing out, or Barry Menandi sitting on top of the world because Liverpool would have completed the third leg of an unprecedented quadruple. It's all set to be a phenomenal weekend, especially in England. City could make it four titles in five years, whilst in Italy, Milan could win their first championship in a decade. That's the world of football for you. In Spain, they will wrap up action as well. There will be the German DFB Cup final. Freuberg will be taking on Leipzig. And then the UEFA Women's Champions League final. Holders Barcelona taking on seven-time champions Lyon in Turin tomorrow in a rematch of the 2019 final. Take note, everybody. Liverpool is playing. has played every single game that it was possible to play this season. And that's something to certainly lord. Hopefully we do the business on Sunday. Come on, you Reds. May God richly bless you. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it. Manande, out. The Neratsuri, the black and blue. And it's Messi. It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. The biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners. 
2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behavior. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Muddled and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international on your favorite station. My station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.